0: Welcome to the Cycling BC podcast, where we connect you to members of the cycling community to discuss events, training, nutrition, racing, and just about everything that has anything to do with cycling. Hi, I'm your host, Jarek, and in this episode, I have a co-host, Cycling BC's CEO, Aaron Waugh. Listen as we chat with the founders of one of the most actively engaged cycling clubs in BC, created by women, for women, Wild Ride Cycling. WOW stands for Women on Wheels. And over the course of just a few short years, Willa Kriebel and Deb Intes have created a movement that have put hundreds of women on wheels, experiencing the joy of cycling the WOW rideway. Safe, strong, skilled, confident, fun, and in great looking kit that simply rocks. Well, thank you guys for doing this and joining us on our cycling bc podcast episode 11
1: wow thanks yeah. for having us
0: yeah no I've, i'm looking forward to it i've been wanting to do this for a while i've been wanting to give a little bit more shine and exposure to all the different clubs we have this part of cycling bc and this is a great way to do it and none uh better than wow ride to start us off um so, starting off, who, who is Wild Ride? If you could tell the Cycling BC community.
1: Well, you know, Wild Ride is a bunch of women, like minded, dynamic women that um, have chosen to ride together in a fun, safe environment. And it's really about community and being safe on the road and, and having a lot of fun. Right what on. do you think? What do you think, Deb?
2: Yeah, that's what it's all about. We, um, we started because uh, there really wasn't any way for women to connect on bikes. And a couple of us started riding together and thought, wow, this is super fun. What if we got more women riding and uh, exploring the great lower mainland together? And so that's how the idea was really born. We just realized it was fun as a small group. So let's go bigger.
0: Cool. So how did you and Willa meet? Deb, did you guys know each other before? No. Wow. Okay.
2: No, I feel like I've known Willa for thirty years, but I think it's only been six or seven. And we met in a spin class uh, when spin classes weren't trendy. And uh, we met, and there was a handful of women in the class, and I looked at Willa and I thought, "I'm, I'm going to be friends with this woman. I loved her energy, and uh, that's how our friendship started uh, on a spin bike."
0: Right on, and and this, and, and then you guys. Kind of conceptualized and and started Wow Ride from from there, or did you just start riding? We
1: we actually did our homework, and so we we thought about saying how how do we start a club? Like what do you do? Sort of both deer and headlights. Deb and I were were um, wondering how this all how this all can happen because we were totally excited about it, and we actually did our homework and we spent quite a bit of time doing focus groups with women. Oh, wow. um, and we really came up with, you know, the brand that you know women want to ride. They want to get on their bikes. They want to ride with women, and um, we really needed to uh, to to make it happen. And hence, you know, we uh, found you guys, Cycling BC, and uh, we far- formed the club. So, so, who
0: who did you? pull from, uh, in terms of these focus groups of women that you were you consulting know, with? Like, where, where did you find them?
1: Really? It was, some um, women that were all types of women. I mean, networking, word of mouth, women that, Um, had, had or were commuters and wanted to get a road bike and ride women that were in spin classes women that were just in exercise classes women that were walking and really wanted to do something different and you know that's that's the thing about cycling it's that desire to learn a new skill and garner new skills and that's what we were we were really wanting women to do um, and so from all these focus groups, that's, that's what we needed to do. So we created this club and really had a solid brand and a solid platform and, and protocols and what we wanted to, to create.
0: Okay. And so what, what sort of resources did you use to get the club going and, and off, the, off the ground?
2: Uh, 100% sweat equity, (laughs) that's what it was. (laughs) Uh, We did uh, endless uh, brainstorming uh, between ourselves uh, with uh, a very excited group of women writers who wanted to make this happen and and got their ideas as well. And then we looked to the great clubs in the Lower Mainland to see what they were doing and Mm -hmm. their best practices and how they were successful. Uh, then we talked to people who were in sport and asked about how other, other groups were successful, any ideas that they would have. We talked to uh, coaches in the Lower Mainland to get their perspective on what the people they were coaching wanted and if they were looking for other groups. So we really uh, canvassed the Lower Mainland for best practices and uh, had a lot of very kind people in the biking industry talk to us and share their thoughts.
1: And that's that's, that's, awesome. great, that's the greatest thing about the biking community is you know, no one's holding their cards close to their chest. Everybody is so interested in seeing you succeed. And, uh, you know, all the bike stores and our, our, our initial sponsors, I mean, they, it, it was not even, um, they just, they, t- two feet in, complete support, um, very, very excited to be part of, you know, is we know, we just don't call this a club. We call this a movement. And, right on. <laughs> and everybody really wanted to be on board with this movement.
0: Right on. And,
1: um, Jerick,
3: I just have a yeah. quick question. About yeah, go
0: ahead, Aaron. Jump in any about, time.
3: How, about how you guys started and, um, you know, knowing you both of you the way I do, how much do you think your,
1: your career path and your backgrounds, Fed your ability to get the club off the ground, you know I have a background in sports marketing and sponsorship and events and um, and I think that 's why Deb and I work so well. Uh, we both have different skill sets, and so we were able to and we still do um, you know work together really well because we have different skill sets and we we add value to each other uh, each other 's hats that we 're wearing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I think yep. it's a, it was a big, it was a big part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My background is in,
2: uh, I was in the sporting goods industry for a couple of year, years in sales and marketing. And then I was a commercial banker for 20 years and uh, worked with the Olympics as well when I was at RBC. So I think just the the background of having finance and marketing and particularly customer service was really important because you want to. Cre- it's all about creating that amazing experience within our club that makes people so excited about it, that they're telling all their friends about it. And we're just creating uh, a sense of sheer joy and accomplishment and community within our members. And um, so it's really about giving them what they what they want, and even they don't even know what they want. And it's and then they get it and they go, "Wow, this is so amazing! I didn't know we could do this as a group." And then I didn't know I could do this. So it's really about um, using both of our backgrounds. As Willa said, I I learn from Willa all the time uh, with her perspective. And we bounce great ideas off each other. And I think our
1: backgrounds have helped tremendously in creating the club. It's a problem when every time um, I'm on my cell phone and Deb always comes up anytime I type anything in. Because my husband's name is Dave, so if I type D in, Deb comes up more than my husband does. So we, we, <laughs> spend, a lot of, we spend a lot of time together um, and uh, have fun. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. it just—it just sort of struck me when you were talking about um, doing focus groups that
3: uh, your background in marketing and sales would would have fed that approach where. Um, someone without that background might have just said, "Oh, well, I'll just get my friends together, and we'll, you know." So your very deliberate um, approach to building your club um, just struck me as as really connected to to that that marketing and sales and understanding sport um, and understanding what product you're kind of bringing forward um, mm-hmm. just really informing that intention that you guys set for yourselves. So I think that's why you've been so successful.
1: Deb and I love riding our bikes. Yeah. Um, but we we didn't come from a riding background. You know, we we weren't racers, we didn't ride with any other clubs before this, um, coed clubs or anything. It was just really, you know, we liked we liked riding. And so how how do you how do you create something with that? Whereas I think a lot of other clubs, I mean, there's some really awesome guru cyclists out there. I mean, they are like they live and breathe cycling. Um, where I think Deb and I started this club, not actually living and breathing cycling, but more so loving cycling.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when was all this happening? The, the start of the club, what year did you guys start the club? How long has it been uh, around now? 2015.
1: We're heading, okay. in, yeah, we're heading into our seventh year. Uh, we have over hundred members approximately each year. Um, and really, uh, our youngest member is 23 and our oldest member is 72. So we oh. have, you know, we have a huge gamut of, uh, age, age groups in our, in our, um, club, you know, but what's really powerful with our club is the, the, the genuine willingness to help each other. And it's just not on the bike. It's, it's off the bike that, and I think even more so off the bike when women want Career advice or they're needing a babysitter or what bike should they buy, or uh, you know uh, I, I need a lawyer I'm looking for a new job i mean it's it's that willingness and it's genuine that you know these strangers are coming together and now they have created this community and they're they're friends and they ride together and some of them vacation together and it's really um you know, it's a lot of what happens off the bike.
0: And how did you guys because get we, yourselves to the point where you you? I guess it's just coming. It's just members helping members. I guess when it comes to questions about bikes or um, safety and equipment and and strategy and, and and ride skills and that sort of thing, did you guys do anything as a club to kind of up your level of support for your members so that you did have members that have the skill and the knowledge to be able to to empower the other members
2: we do that through a couple of ways Uh, first of all we have an outstanding group of domestiques who are ride leaders who have been certified through cycling bc as coaches plus they have uh, their first aid and cpr training so they are able to help and coach our riders on a ride. If uh, if a rider's having trouble with gearing, if someone is open to receiving feedback, first of all, Uh, If they're having trouble with something, we will provide it. And quite often at the beginning of a ride, we'll say, hey, is there anything you really want to be coached on? Because we're doing a lot of hills today or um, it's a flat ride. So maybe it's paceline or maybe it's climbing and descending or cornering. So we'll provide on the bike coaching as well. At the beginning uh, of every season in April, we host a Master Mojo Skill Clinic which is a two-night uh, clinic that goes over all the, um, the basic skills that you need to ride. Climbing, descending, clipping in and out, uh, pace line, emergency stops, etc. And so we do that for our members, but also for the general public. Anyone can actually join that, but you have to be female. That's the only, that's right. the only prerequisite. Right. So we have those and we have, uh, we've had skill, uh, skill clinics such as climbing and descending. We've had a race clinic. Um, so we do we do a lot we have a safety day where we just talk all about safety
1: uh, on the road. so we do a lot to up the skill level of our uh,
0: that's our awesome medicine.
1: yeah and we also have uh um, an, an away uh, clinic that we call love your legs and it's in it's in a Soyuz. and it's sort of it help it's the precursor to the uh, penticton fondo right and uh, you know we've had 30 35 women um, for the weekend and we've hired some coaches and we divide and conquer and you know sip a little bit of wine and you know, <laughs> you know of course need to, do dogs. Yeah. But, uh, to be honest I really did not know a lot about the bike and um, my bike is red that's really that's all I knew and I and, <laughs> and i didn't know how to change a tire when i started wild ride and i didn't know to, what to do if my chain fell off and i was freaking out so really I, I was the perfect client to actually join wild ride because i didn't know anything and it was so oh, like scary and intimidating and really what we try really hard is not to be intimidating and to open up our arms and really allow women to dare to push themselves and to dare themselves to to go further be stronger learn more skills throw themselves out there at the start line at a fondo and 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 our job is to encourage and I think the um the the skill training
2: is simple as as to gain confidence on a bike is as simple as changing a tire the majority of people do not know how to change a tire and we've had bike maintenance clinics where the number one thing we'll do is okay you're gonna learn how to change Tires. so if you're on the side of the road you have to call your husband your boyfriend or a cab you can do this yourself and it's amazing that simple simple skill can provide so much confidence on a bike
0: mm-hmm. yeah sounds like you guys have done okay. your homework and really touched what i think a lot of women in particular find intimidating about cycling is kind of the the me- maybe the mechanical aspect of it in terms of uh, changing A flat i know when you know when i try to get my my wife out on rides one of her biggest hesitations is uh just kind of like what happens if i get a a flat tire uh Mm -hmm. you know it's it's actually not that hard and for someone to pick up those skills it's so empowering and um liberating to be able to go Mm -hmm. oh i'm gonna go take my bike out now and 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 go on an adventure um which Mm -hmm. You know, just that—that that fear of having to change a, a flat, or what happens if my—I drop a chain. Uh, well done for for you guys for recognizing that and addressing it. Like, like yeah, yeah.
2: I think, um, I think the biggest fear women have is riding alone because they don't want to be out on their own. But then they're scared of riding in a group because they're—they've never ridden in a group, and um, and they don't know how far they can go. So I think what we provide is we provide the community so you're not out on your own and because we teach people how to ride safely in a group you feel a lot safer on the road because there's more of you Mm -hmm. and then to see like to I think one of the the some of the greatest memories I have are when we've done century rides and it's someone's first century and Mm -hmm. they had no idea that they could do that like no idea. Like and if they were on their own, there's no way they would have. Right. And part of a group and the encouragement and reminding them to eat and drink and just push them a little bit more. And and the the high fives and the sense of elation at the end of a day like that are are incredible.
0: That's an awesome point, deb That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Just knowing
3: what I know about Wow Ride, um, in that the you guys have done such a good job at eliminating the intimidation factor of club riding by being welcoming and having you know just having that participate at any level you don't have to be an aspiring racer you don't necessarily have to even want to do a fondo if you just want to do club group rides if you just want to participate in clinics um, you know I, I think that's I mean for me it goes back to your intentions at the beginning right and you're, you're um, you you built this club with a with an intention to create a fun safe community and and like so that that just informs everything that you guys have been doing right so um you know yeah. it's it's i think the very first time i met you guys i i was at your um your launch party mm-hmm. and i um i had met you well but my the first my first introduction to wow ride and and having read what you guys do and you know knowing more about how you started i i did make the comment that you guys were the gold standard for clubs because you addressed Everything from mechanics to safety to making sure you had head ride leaders, to making sure you welcomed everybody. And so it, it's um, you know it's something that that you should both be super proud of. I'm sure you are super proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it I mean, it's telling in every event I've ever been to that the Wow Ride group is at. It's a bunch of women who just have a blast together. so yeah.
1: <laughs> kudos to you, right? Yeah. Thank, thank you, Erin. That's really kind of you to say, you know, I, I, I truly believe the brand is not debonair Like the brand is our domestiques and our members and they really push that out. And you know, the our domestiques are the backbone of our club and, and also our sponsors. I mean, they're West Force Physio. They were, they've been a sponsor since day one and they, they, are constantly wanting us to be better um, with our injury prevention clinics and our strengthening clinics, and they they're so supportive. And that's 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 what it's all about is being it, being supportive. It's it's uh it's exciting.
0: And I believe you guys have have kind of given that back to the that kind of support back to the cycling community if i'm not mistaken you were part of a focus group yourself i believe with cycling bc in terms of creating the ride leader training mm-hmm. clinic with yeah. in, with input from from what you guys have learned through through your club so thank you for kind of circling that back to to the rest of the community you really appreciate that
1: well it's not about holding the secrets in right we want yeah. everybody to, uh, to, to learn for sure.
0: And I I believe now we have a, like a, how to start a club guide on our website, which I believe had input from, from the ride as well. So there you go. Thanks for not keeping it in close to your chest and sharing it with the rest of of the community.
1: Well, you know, we want more women (laughs) clubs out there. I think it would be great to, to see some more women, um, clubs and, uh, and also, High performance riders. Um, We created a wild ride race team um, and a lot of our women that ride with that team, um, you know, spend more time on their bike than they do in their car. And uh, they, a lot of them had not uh, experienced what a race is all about and they have really worked hard and come together and they, they have some great results. And You know, it's just baby steps and it's getting more people. It's opening up the doors for more people um, to come and and do those things. Where did
0: that come from, Willa? The the race, the WOW Race team, was that just, did that just come organically from members who were race curious and wanted to get into racing or?
1: Yeah, race curious. I think um, what we were seeing is that a percentage of our members were, Really riding hard and fast, and uh, they they wanted to go further, and we needed to provide that platform for them. Um, and Angie Bonacisi, who's one of our sponsors with Eight West Clinic and her online website Joy Viva, they they really um, helped us and helped and held our hand in terms of creating a, a really a high performance environment um, for. For our racers to 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 do that,
0: cool.
1: Um, Yeah, so it's it's cool. You know, it's it's morphing a little bit because we really want new, we want the members, and we want people who want to ride fast and have an outside coach and be able to ride in a group in a fondo or be able to do the spring series. Um, So you know, we're just changing it up a little bit. We're going to be calling it a performance group. Um, So it's not so uh, metric. I feel, like, I feel like that's one of the um one of the things you
3: guys have done really well though is you know we we talked um in the bigger picture in the in the sport about anyone who rides a bike in an organized way is an athlete. And I think you guys have done such a good job at creating an environment where all of your riders see themselves more than just um a club rider, right? With your clinics and, and the safety and the training that you promote. For your groups, um, you are creating a, a, a performance environment for
0: everyone in your club, whether they're
3: racers or not. And I, like, I love that about about the kind of programming you guys do. Yeah.
0: And so, who got to design the first club kit?
2: Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the first part was the logo. And uh, remember that, Willis, seven years ago, uh, I can't even remember the um, the marketing, the brand specialist guy we used, but oh my God, he was quaking in his boots because he came back with the first rendition. And we said, absolutely not. You haven't listened to us. That's too feminine. It's frilly. We want to be strong. We want bold letters. And so he goes, okay, okay, I'm going back to the drawing board. And so then he came back with, um, with the logo we wanted. And then we spent a lot of time around a kitchen table uh it was the two of us and Vicky Greenwood who worked with us for a while at wow and uh we had barbie sized cutouts stuck up on the wall and what if we <laughs> changed this bottom with this top and we wanted kind of the font to look like sky but we wanted it at a slant cuz it was in an action and ah. so, um we went through a lot of different renditions, and then we picked the colors fairly quickly because uh, we let we like the strong, bold colors. But we went through so many renditions on the kid. it was uh, it was
1: a lot of fun and And that's actually one of the things in the focus group that we did learn is, you know, if someone was going to join a club one of the main things was that they needed, that it, the kit needed to rock yeah. and, um, you know, that was <laughs> huge pressure. Yeah. We have to have a great kit. So, you know, we, um, we've, we've changed it this last year, we had one of our wild ride members, um, actually on the race team, Tracy Dabs. She redesigned the kit and morphed it a bit and it's like, wow, we look great. We're excited. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're is, we like our kit
0: it is a nice looking kit very tastefully done yeah i've seen some other some other club kits and yeah, i wish they would do some focus groups too <laughs>
2: our, our kit supplier may not feel the same way we're quite meticulous about all the changes we want so it's exactly right but uh, yeah. we are very happy
1: with the uh, with the outcome yeah shout out to jackaroo I, I think we might be a little high maintenance. Yeah.
3: We're just you know what? I think everyone is high high maintenance with Jack
1: Group, including us. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. But we we really um, we can't have this club without Cycling BC. So hey, right back at you, you guys. Thank you so much for um, for helping us and and having a solid foundation for the cycling community as a whole in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. And, and,
2: and as Willa mentioned before, we also can't do without our sponsors and Willa mentioned a few and there's, there's two others I'd love to mention. One is Avanad, who does a lot of work with Cycling Canada. And when they heard about what we were doing, they said, yep, yeah, we're, we're in. We'd love to support you. And uh, the Cyclist Lawyer, who has been very, very supportive of Cycling BC and many other clubs, they've been amazing uh, to work with in providing uh, legal perspective and safety
1: advice to us that we can share with our members. Yeah, I think Joel's really itching for us to go gravel. <laughs> <laughs> I think
3: everybody's itching to go gravel. Yeah, um, yeah that's that's. So, yeah, Jared, can I ask my question?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Aaron, jump in.
3: Um, <laughs> so I actually was really um, hoping that each of you could reflect just a little bit on what has been the most personally satisfying part of this journey for you.
1: Uh, For me, it's seeing other people succeed and just the – I'm not going to age myself, but I think when you get older, you don't put yourself out there to learn new things or push yourself. And I see – what I love seeing is our club members are doing that every day. And then I really see that that is taken off the bike – and they're doing it in their lives, and that's that's m- my joy. Mm-hmm. Is seeing that it's inspiring?
2: Yeah. Wow. and Deb, um, there's a there's the the one the one thing that I think that has given me the greatest satisfaction is is to see people achieve things that they didn't think possible, and it's the the, um, the member uh, who came in and was sucking wind at the back and couldn't, could barely keep up. And she's in a super tight jersey because she says, I'm wearing this jersey because I want to lose 25 pounds and I want to be stronger. And now that member is super fast, super fit, super skilled. And it, it's, so exci- it's so exciting. And to see people at the end of a, of a Fondo, because they hadn't even thought of doing a Fondo and then they joined our club and they got excited and they wanted to do a Fondo and to see them at the finish line like that. Like it's, it's pure joy. It is joy in its purest form in their eyes and in our eyes, because we help provide the community to support them to get them there. Wonderful. That's pretty amazing, pretty amazing.
0: So what do you see as the future for WOW Ride? Where do you see the club going?
1: Uh, rather... global, domination, global domination. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're going to continue doing what we're doing. Um, we have always had a desire to open up chapters and um, take, uh-huh. take, take this nationally. And um
0: so you weren't kidding about the global domination
1: No. <laughs> Not
0: yeah.
1: uh, National domination yeah. yeah we'll
0: start there yeah
1: we're gonna start we're gonna yeah. start there. so we have a great board, and um, you know we've just been uh, a little sidetracked with some global thing that's happening <laughs> but, um, but i I believe i I believe there's a spot for us everywhere in in Canada. And uh, and I I I think it's going to happen. Yeah. No, okay. I don't. Um, it's going to happen. What's that, Willa? It is. It is going to happen.
2: Yeah, we've worked really hard um, last year on a strategic plan for the next five years for Wow Ride and where we want to go. And we have, as Willa said, a great uh, advisory board in our board of directors. And we worked with a great consultant who said she's open to helping us out when needed. So we think great things are possible we have to just go with the flow right now because of covid yeah. and um oh you're not supposed to say that word and that that's just <laughs> a pause. it yeah. is just a pause it is something that is unfortunate here but it will go away yeah. and um and we were still able to ride during covid times yes yeah. it, it changed some plans but we were still able to ride to ride and provide the much needed community and camaraderie and fitness that that our members craved. So um, I think there's big plans ahead for Wild Ride. We're just on a bit of a pause to get through COVID right now.
1: But as as for next year, we are are going to um, do the sign up thing, which really makes people, uh, our members accountable to, to actually show up for the rides. And we're going to do as much as we can. Love your legs, strengthening clinics. Um, and we're looking at a couple of different types of, um, not types, but just different um, riding calendars. We'll sort of see how that um, pans out. Okay.
0: Up. And when does your calendar start up again for next year?
1: We tend to, we, we tend to start riding sort of in March. Okay. Either, either before or after spring break.
0: Okay. And you, you guys are, uh, go ahead, Darren.
1: Oh yeah.
3: So I was just going to say, so Willie, you mentioned you're going to continue with the sign up. So Mm -hmm. um, that just, just sparked a question. Do you, or like, how has COVID, you know, that which not must be, which must not be named, how has it um, maybe improved your processes or has there been a silver lining from that point of view?
1: Um, well, we actually did a, a, a survey to our members, and we asked them, you know, why did you ride, and how did you figure? How did you like the sign up part? And really, mm-hmm. um, we had Deb. Correct me if I'm wrong, but about eighty-seven, ninety percent said loved signing up because mm-hmm. then we had to show up. Um, we and I, I think how we our system it really works well we divide our groups based on ability speed and skill and so we already had that set so it was really just putting the protocols in safety protocols for covid to to continue doing what we do and the the feedback that we got which was um again the
2: silver lining to this situation is that people like the smaller groups they really liked Mm. riding a group of six uh the odd time we had 10 but most times because the domestiques were so amazing they came out to so many rides uh that um that we were able to ride in groups of six and people liked it better it kept the group tighter together they felt safer the speed was able to be maintained so you could get a good workout so people really liked the more intimate groups and then you you just got to know people better because you got to chat with everyone so it was that was a definite uh positive uh, from it and people seem to like to know who they were going to ride with and who their ride leader was coming up for the weekend. So um, oh, interesting work out well. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, thank you guys so much uh, I know I don't want to keep you for too much longer But I wanted to send you a very sincere. Thanks for creating an environment that's safe and supportive for women to ride their bikes out there and uh, Wish you a happy holidays and thanks again for for all your support
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks, Jarek.
0: Thank you, too. Keep on moving, everyone. Thank you, WowRide Cycling. To do what they have done for women's cycling in Vancouver in such a short time, giving women the skills and confidence to achieve their goals and to be their best on and off the bike is truly inspiring. We're looking forward to seeing the club grow and in turn seeing more women on wheels in BC, Canada, and around the world. You can follow the WowRide story on their website at wowridecycling.com or follow them on social media at wowridecycling. If you've got an idea for a Cycling BC podcast, send me an email at jarek, J E R R I C K, at cyclingbc.net. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. And in the meantime, Be safe and enjoy the ride.